good to see you. Good morning, everyone. Nice to see you. How are you doing? So um, it's always a privilege for me. Really, I'm always humble when I have to share the Word of God because it's the Word of God. And it's, it's the power of God to salvation. And in uh, 2 Timothy, Apostle Paul is writing to his spiritual son, and he's saying all Scripture is breathed by God, is inspired by God. It comes from the mouth, the very heart of God. Uh, and Jesus, in uh, John 6, he's telling about how disciples, they have to drink his blood and eat his flesh. Really interesting message. And it says in the, in the story that a lot of disciples left. And he was asking the 12, are you going to leave as well? But they said, Peter responded, he said, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words of eternal life. And Jesus in um, the same chapter says, um, is it the spirit who gives life? The flesh accomplish nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. And um, what we see is in Romans 1.16, we know this verse is really famous. It says that I am not ashamed, this is Apostle Paul, of the gospel because it's the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. After that, we see in Psalm 107.20, it says that he, God, sent his word and he healed the people. And we see in John 8.32, Jesus says uh, again, then you know the truth and the truth will set us free. So the, the word of God is a spirit. The word of God is life. The word of God brings salvation, healing, deliverance. This is the power of the word of God. And after that, um, in Psalms 119 verse 105 says, your word is lamp for my feet, a light for my path. It just brings understanding, clarity, and we walk in this understanding. And it's amazing that God created everything, literally everything in his word. And it's amazing. All the living things, all the little creepy things, which maybe we don't like so much. But the word says that he created all of them. And he created all this with his word. And it's amazing that John also describes Jesus um, as becoming the word, as flesh. And he says that John 1.40 says, the word became flesh. This was Jesus himself. And he was walking among us. And after that, later, he says, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. And in Psalms 119, it says, verse 89, your word is forever, Lord. Is it established in heaven? And also Isaiah 55 says, for just as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return there without weathering the word making it bring forth and sprout, yielding seed for the sower and bread for the eating. So will my message be that goes out of my mouth. It won't return to me empty. Instead, it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose to which I send it. And um, I'm doing this introduction because, um, as Nat said, and as we all know, we're in the book of Joshua, and we are studying the Word of God, and this really specific time of the history of Israel and how they walked in front of God. And um, one of the things 
it's really important for all of us, not just for them, but for all of us, it's just really to meditate on the Word of God. And Psalm 1-1 says, the very first Psalm says, Blessed is the man who has not walked into the counsel of the ungodly, and has not stood in the way of sinners, and has not sat in the seat of the scornful. But he delights in is only in the law of the Lord, and his law has meditated day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters, bringing forth fruit in its season, and its leaf shall not wither, and all which he does shall be blessed. And this is lead us to Joshua. So this is what the Word of God encourages, just to meditate on the Word of God, because the Word of God is life. It brings life coming from the very mouth of God. And it encourages the Word of God that we should meditate on it. And here we are. We're in Joshua, and we were mentioned a couple of times the very first chapter of the book. And I think it's really crucial. Really crucial. Moses has just passed away, and we have a new leader. And God is speaking to me, uh, to him, and he's saying, be encouraged, be brave. A couple of times, be encouraged, be brave. You're about to lead these people to inherit the land I have for them. So be encouraged. And this is really critical, what he's giving in uh, verse 8 in the first chapter. He says, this book of the law shall not depart of your mouth. And we have the same word. God is emphasizing on the word of his word. And his, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall act wisely. And this is what is the first chapter after that in the set. And it's really interesting. Tom posted when we started um, the series of Joshua, Tom posted um, some... Um, uh, what was um, some people who were discussing um, Joshua, the book of Joshua, and one of the comments were that Joshua was a theologian, which is really interesting. Look at that. He's giving them a task, huge task. They've been slaves for four years. The, the former leader has passed away. We have the new leader. And God is coming to him and telling, now study the word of God. Be in the word of God day and night. This is your task. This is your task. This is what you should have to do. This you and, and he was in the word of God and he has to be a theologian. And Adam, when he was here last week, he mentioned that, that there was a, the scholars, they discovered there's five different levels of um, being theologian. And I think that Joshua should be like academic top, 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 top theologian. He had to know the word of God. And this was God's instructions to him. Be in my word, meditate day and night. Let it be on your mouth. Talk about it. Speak it. Preach it. Declare it. Think about it. And it's incredible how this guy had to focus on the Word of God, not just strategies and things. But he had to be focused to know the Word of God and to obey it. And this was like critical. That's why we have it in um, chapter 1. And after that, in chapter 2, we see the spies. They went there to just see the Jericho. After that, we have chapter 3 and 4. We see the um, they're crossing Jordan. After that, the um, chapter 5, we have the circumcisions. They have to dedicate themselves again just to renew the covenant. And um, Tom was really having his knife, machete, showing us <laughs> how it was done. It was really amazing. And after that, we have in chapter 5 and 6, Jericho fallen. 
he was conquered. God gave them really specific instructions. They obeyed, they followed, and this happened. And after that, in chapter 7, we have the scene in the camp and the curse of a whole family. And they just had to get rid of them. And after that, in chapter 8, we see Ai destroyed. God was helping them. The first time they didn't do it because of the scene. But after that, they did it. God helped them. And he gave them another strategies. And now today, we um, continue with the same chapter, chapter 8, verses 30 to 35. And um, we will read this. <clears throat> Sorry about my voice. It's nothing to do with the pay. It's just a little bit more uh, different today. Um, is there anyone who wants to read Joshua chapter 8, verses 30 to 35? Then Joshua built an altar to the Lord, the Lord God of Israel, on Mount Ebal just as Moses, the servant of the Lord, had commanded the sons of Israel, as it is written in the book of the law of Moses, an altar of uncut stones on which no one has wielded an iron tool, and they offered on it burnt offerings to the Lord and sacrificed peace offerings. And there in the presence of the sons of Israel, Joshua wrote on the stones a copy of the law of Moses, which Moses had written. All Israel, the stranger as well as the native born among them, with their elders and officers and their judges, stood on either side of the ark before the Levitical priests who carried the ark of the covenant of the Lord. Half of them stood in front of of Mount Gerizim and half of them in front of Mount Ebal, just as Moses, the servant of the Lord, had commanded at first to bless the people of Israel. Then afterward, Joshua read all the words of the law, the blessing and curse according to all that is written in the book of the law. There was not a word of all that Moses had commanded, which Joshua did not read before the entire assembly of Israel, including the women and the children and the foreigners who were living among them. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. So they're, they're just um, defeated and literally destroyed all I.E., and it's really interesting. Um, so in verse 29 in the same chapter, they're in front of Ai, just conquered, destroyed, smashing it, everything. They just fulfilled the word of God. And in the next verse, 30, it says that then Joshua built on Mount Ebal the altar of the Lord. So the next verse, actually, this is 20 miles north because this is Chechem. This is um, where Mount Ebal and Mount Gerizim is situated. So the next verse actually jumps straight away, and they're 20 miles on north, a little bit far away. Uh, but this is really interesting place historically. This um, Shechem place is actually where God gave Abram the call to come and follow him and to make him a nation. This is the same place where God spoke to Abram. After that, this is the same place where Jacob, when he was coming back from a long um, exile, he actually, he was building an altar at the same place. And now they're in the same place as, as a nation. And what is really interesting, um, 
it's it's really interesting moment because they cross the the river, they conquer Jericho, they're having the battles, and at some point God is telling them stop. He's telling them stop. Stop doing whatever you're doing. Stop thinking about the land. Don't go any further. Don't fight. Don't do anything. Do nothing. Stay. We have a special. And it's sometime they've just conquered Ai. And God is telling them, stop now. Whatever you are doing, stop. Build an altar. Bring sacrifices. Read the, the law. And this is actually, if we re, uh, read these two verses, actually, it's something that Moses gave them direction. So in Deuteronomy 11.29, Moses speaking said, When the Lord your God has brought you into the land you are entering to possess, you are to proclaim on mountain Gerizim the blessings and on mount uh, about the curses. And this is the same place. This is where they are at the moment. And Moses gave them this instruction months ago. And chapter 27 from verse 2 to 8, he's giving them exactly what they have to do. They're giving them, when you're there, the same place, build an altar. Use these um, stones, make a place for them so you can write the law on them, build an altar, sacrifice, and read all the word of God. But it was time when they just had to stop. Had to stop. And it's really interesting that in chapter 5, the dedication was just circumcision. This was the dedication that what they had to do as a generation. But in this case, it, it's different. It's they had to build an altar. They had to bring sacrifices. And they had to worship the Lord. And this is like renewal of, of the covenant they have with the Lord. And God just literally told them, stop, what are you doing? Just don't forget who you are. Don't forget why you are here. Don't forget about our relationship. And God just stopped them and said, hey, take this moment, build an altar. Don't go any further. Just focus on me. Bring worship. Bring sacrifices. Honor me. And this is what they did. That's why worship is so important. Worship is important. All the time. And worship is not just a couple of songs Sunday. Worship is our attitude to God. Just Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every day, 24-7. Worship is important. And, and they read the, the law. They read all of it. And it says that they wrote all of it. That is one of the parts. So Joshua had to write to copy all the law. And he had to read all of it. All the law. So the gathering, all of them, they were all gathered together. This is the other all. <laughs> so there were children. There were women. There were everyone who was born in Israel. Everyone who was a foreigner as well. There were all of them together. Listening to the word of God. Listening to the law. That's correct. This is my little one. <laughs> oh. And this is what they did. They read the law. All of it. All of it for everyone. And the law is for everyone. And they had to dedicate themselves again. Just to stop doing anything. And one big part of what I mentioned is. Not just to know the, the word of God. 
but obedience to the to the word of God. And we were while we started this series, we mentioned a couple of times just to obey the word of God. Just to obey. Just to obey. Like this little picture I put. Just to obey. It's like take your briefcase and just go. Jesus is teaching us if you're not carrying out your cross, you're not worthy of me. What is your cross? Just to follow him. Just to obey the word of God. And he was, and he's giving us grace. And uh, he's reminding them the law. So the law has blessings and curses. And it's really interesting. In chapter 7, we have the curse coming on a particular family because of the sin. And they seen the curse happening on one of them. But after that, they saw the blessing. How God was helping them in Ai. So they saw both of the things, both of the sights. But God was reminding them, stay in the word. Stay in the word. Be obedient. Be obedient. And it's um, really incredible when we read the word of God in James 1, 23 says, but become doers of the word, not just hearers only, deceiving yourself. After that, Proverbs, it says, chapter 4, verses 20, 21, 23, it says, my son, pay attention to my word. Stop. <laughs> Doing whatever you are doing is stop and pay attention to my words and listen closely to what I say. Don't let, don't let them out of your sight. Keep them within your hearts for their life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Also Jesus preaching on the mountain and um, he's finishing in... Uh, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7, and it says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will link him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain came down, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, and it did not fail, for it was founded on a rock. And everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them shall be compared to a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain came down and the floods came and the wind blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall and jesus was teaching and this is all about and um and even when we see the first church it's the same message hear the word of god obey it and it's interesting how in acts chapter 2 we see the fellowship of the believers and they devoted themselves, it says in verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, the uh, breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All of the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold properties and possessions to give to anyone who had need. And this is the first church was the first church perfect? No. So many, so many chaos and issues, and uh, people were killed. There was a persecution. Ananias and Sapphira, they died from the presence of God. It's, it was everywhere. But these people, they continued with the Lord. They were focused and they dedicated themselves to the Lord. And today is the same with us. We are blessed to have the Word of God. All, not just the physical ones, but most of us, we're using now the, the telephones, the smartphones, they're really smart. 
And we have the word of God. So many apps, so many versions we have and transcriptions and all these things. And just my message is as this, stop. Pay attention. Pay attention to the word of God. And this is what they did in chapter 8. They dedicated themselves. They spent time with the word of God just doing nothing else. Nothing else. Everyone from small to grown up. And they were in the word of God. Reading, reading, reading the word of God. And spending this time dedicating, giving themselves up to the word of God. And being sure that they are really obeying the word of God. Understanding it and obey the word of God. And uh, this is the same today. In Romans chapter 8, Apostle Paul is encouraging us to live by the Spirit. And we are blessed. We have the Spirit of God. And it says, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. This is verse 1. Because through Jesus Christ, the love of the Spirit who gives life has sent you. And it says in verse 14, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. And God is encourages, and we have the grace of God to obey God, to obey God. And um, I'm not taking too much time today, but there is a reason we set it up in this way. Just I wanted to have a little discussions. So in each table, just, just there were two, two questions you can discuss and share with one another. And... Um, the questions are, what areas of my life are dedicated or in obedience to the Lord? What, or the second question is, what areas of my life need improvement? So I want to encourage you in the next maybe 15 minutes, just stay together, wherever you are on your tables, and just have a little chat. Share with people whether you think you are. What do you think you need to, to be um, improved? Are we busy with something too much that we are not stopping and really spending time with God? Or maybe God is speaking into you for something and you're just putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Is it something in your personal life? Maybe a relationship you have to start or maybe a relationship you have to cut off or maybe a job you have to change or to take another career or maybe to, to do something for the church or to take some course? Is it something that you are not obeying God and you know God has been speaking unto you and we, we know that He is a Father and, and don't feel like uh, condemned about this. But I think that God is love. Don't for, ever forget this. And we are His children, aren't we? We are his children. We are saved by grace. We are his children. He is not rejecting us, but he is working in us, in our hearts, like the same people in the generation of Joshua, where they were in, in their mission. They were in, in what they had to do in their life. But God said to them, stop. Let's have some worship. Let's have, have some dedication. Let's have some reading of the word of God. Let's just... Um, Consider our ways and just let us be just sure that we are where we have to do, that we are doing what we have to do, to be sure that we listen and we understand what the Lord, our Father, is telling us to do. 
and that we obey to the Lord. Because the whole idea is just to obey the Lord. And he's have, he has grace for us. And his, his spirit is here today for us just to go through this. So what I would love to do is just to have these discussions on your tables and um, just share. And after that, we will spend some time to pray for one another. Because I believe that this is really important as well, just to support one another, to pray for one another. Because we need one another. We are part of one another. This is what the Word of God is teaching us. And it's by His Spirit. Is that okay? Can we do that? Any questions? Okay, how did it go? Did you learn something? Yeah, you learned something? Yeah, yeah, we had a really good discussion with on our table. <laughs> we did it with my wife. Um, but it's really good to think about these things, you know, just to chat and to share our practical stuff, how we're doing it, uh, where we are in our life, and um, just um, just to be honest and open to one another. Uh, do you want to share maybe um, one person from a table just to share quickly? Uh, how did it go, the discussions, things you've learned, uh, what was really uh, beneficial for you? Which table? Bamni? So our table talked about um, forgiveness and just being, uh, basically, how to forgive and pe people shared how... Um, they have come to the point of forgiveness. Some people, so we said that sometimes you forgive and we don't forget, but sometimes we do need to forget so that we are forgiving and sharing the love of God with the person that has offended us. And then we also talked about, what else? Oh, giving. So it's not just giving of money, but giving of our time. So sometimes we think that we're in a bad place and we can't give, but it's not just um, giving money that is given, but also if you are in a position where you don't have enough to give, you can give of your time inviting people to your house. You're still spending money because you've got to buy the food, you know, in this time of um, energy crisis, you're still having to heat up your house, boil water and all the rest of it. So there is... Um, loads of ways to give that's it huh? and the power of our words whatever we say is bound in heaven thank you thank you a lot of discussions in this group well done some other table want to share yeah yeah uh, we would like to share about what we talked about me my husband and Doris it's like um, time um, that's what a uh, time to rest, time for the word of God, focus on what he wants to tell us. And yeah, as what you said, you have to stop. That's like what they do, had an altar and, uh, they meditate the word day and night, the, the, the law of Moses. So as we discuss about that, we, we, uh, come up with, um, we need to have to focus. Yeah. We need to have um, aware of what was going on in our lives because nowadays it's just really crazy, you know. But if we like focus, meditate, word of God day and night and stop for a while and then say, Lord, this is my time for you. 
and we discuss about the love um Moses about like especially the fourth um law is like keeping the seventh day a sabbath day so i said to them that i just really pray that i would like to have a day or for the lord like before i was working sundays so i was a caregiver so and now it's answered prayer so i really love to uh, spend time with my christian family as well and you guys amen thank you so much thank you so much Um, thank you very much. Uh, in our on our table, we the first point we made was that these are two great and good questions, because in a way they balance things out. If you look at question one and answer question one only, you are likely to continue to praise yourself. Yeah, I'm doing well, so that's nothing to worry about. And if you answer question two only, you'll be weighed down by feelings of inadequacy, you know, guilt and all of that. So these questions have been very carefully framed to keep a balance and to ensure that we go for the goal. Now for us, we, the issue we talked about is in the area of um, having enough time to represent Christ wherever we are, you know, and we think along the table that there was a kind of um, an account by someone, you know, in their office, and they had an encounter with a colleague, somebody came to the office, and the person was talking about so many problems. Now, let me know what's going on. Okay, well, they can hear my voice. Okay, thank you. So the person came to the office and they looked really worried. They were really worried. And they said if someone didn't help them, they were going to go crazy. Their head was going to bust. So they now went to the person and said, Are you, do you, have you ever heard about Jesus Christ? And the person calmed down and began to talk to them about Jesus Christ. And that conversation ended. The next day, someone else who overheard that conversation came to them and said, how are you talking about Jesus Christ to someone yesterday? Are you a Christian, really? You know, what you said, I was really, it was ministered to me, so to speak. And we are saying that. Now, we should, in our table, all of us desired to be seen. In fact, somebody actually made a, a, a comment that what we should desire is not that people should see us as Christian, but that Christ should be seen in us. That is the conclusion we came to, that God will help us. In fact, we're going to pray for one another, that for that question too, what we're asking God to do for us as individuals, let Christ be seen in us. Good. Thank you very much. Hello, everyone. So uh, on our table here, we um, had uh, a discussion. Number one, 
I think um, one of the things we agreed on is we couldn't really say we've been, you know, we couldn't claim that we've been dedicated in any area 100% to God. <laughs> you know, that's one thing. Um, I think one of the things we could agree on was that in our mind, our spirit is dedicated that there is eternal life. And that eternal life, no one or no situation can take that from us. You know, the spirit is solely 100% dedicated to that. Um, do you want would you like to say something? Okay. Um, and then with regards to the second question, we also considered that um, we have areas, you know, that some facets of our lives we struggle with obedience in. <laughs> because if we're to be honest with ourselves, you know, there are times where, or, you know, maybe in the professional life, we want to, God says, go left. But then we intellectually determine that actually right is what God meant to say. <laughs> so, so we go right. So we want to, so we also agreed that we would need to pray like that table there, that we want, we need to pray for um, that spirit of obedience in every facet of our life. So that obedience, so that we're obedient by default. Um, and we don't have to struggle and, you know, argue and deliberate and we just obey because reward, there's a reward attached to obedience. And that's our aspiration. Thank you. So I'll say something. <laughs> uh, we sort of uh, f first noted the passage. I'll see what they, what they carry out in Joshua 8 is sort of linked to John, Deuteronomy 27, sort of lays out. Um, how they should go about writing down the law and things um, and how there are sort of set apart people and there's there's a way of living, way of being that's really, really important um, just as there is for us, which I'm sure you'll land on in a minute um, but for us, we're, we're sort of we're at the same point in life in some ways so for us, in terms of areas in life improvement we both, you talked about Joshua being somebody who studied the word, knew the word really well um, I've obviously been studying it for a lot longer than Joel has being somewhat older Um but we're both at points of life where we want to study and know know more of God um, for different purposes. Joel with leading youth and and who knows where that goes. Um, me, obviously, my role, community leading things. Um, so we're both like, yeah, we want to be better studiers. Um, do the, the, we're going to do a degree. You'll know more than me in about a year's time. Um, and me in other ways, um, shepherd calls, things like that. So yeah that was sort of the main thrust for us wasn't it really is that we're set apart we've got jobs to do we're given purpose um and part of that is to, to pushing in areas that maybe we haven't enough at this point for particular reasons yeah it, it's amazing all different things from all different tables uh, different discussions but they're all absolutely correct so we don't have to forget that it's actually a process it's a process. Salvation comes in the moment we believe and confess in our heart and we are children of God. But sanctification is something what is happening day after day, day after day, day after day. And it's a process. The whole point of this message was just to stop, maybe at some point, and just to focus on the Word of God. Just to, just 
to see where we are in our life with God and just to really focus on the right things. So what I would love to do is just to invite the worship team. And while we're worshiping, just um, I would love to, to pray for one another. Just um, um, we have a, a prayer team and uh, people who can pray, but just respond to God and let's take just these two songs maybe up, just to take this time just to focus on God, just to think for Him, just to be grateful for Him, and just to really focus on Him, and just to commit our hearts again to Him. Because this is all about, we'll be with God for the whole eternity. And it's, and it's amazing to be His children. But let us just really come and give us our praise in the same way like they did it. In chapter 8, when they built the, the altar, they sacrificed, they, give it, they gave praise. So they worship the Lord. Let's do it again together. We are His people in this generation. And today we are doing the same thing. Worshiping the same living God. Who is the same creator. He is the same God. He is their God. He was the God of the first church. And He is the same God today with us. We are His children. So let us stand up and just worship Him together. And while we are worshiping Him, let's just recommit ourselves to him because he's worthy amen